Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go Go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here because today you are going to be hearing from one of my amazing students, Chelsea Hall, and her story I know is really going to touch you. I know a lot of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling that way. Especially if you are a teacher, you are going to relate to this episode. Chelsea is going to share how she went from a full-time teacher to a highly sought after Pinterest strategist and making 10K months and how she was able to do that, why scaling her business quickly was super important to her, and how she kind of navigated that. I know you're going to love all of what Chelsea has to share. She's just super real, super honest. She doesn't hold anything back, so I'm so excited for you to hear from her, to hear her story and her journey, and how she's gotten to where she is today, and hopefully this episode will inspire you to take action in your business. Before we dive into the show, I want to just ask if you haven't already left us a review on the show, please take a moment, press pause right now and go leave us a review. It's a really great way to say thank you. And I personally love reading every single one of these reviews. So go to Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom, click write a review and let us know what you are loving about the show. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on into the show and meet Chelsea. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Chelsea. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Aubrey. Thanks for having me. I am super excited to have you on. Chelsea and I have been connected. It's funny, like I'm really trying to remember. I, I remember our like first couple conversations were in the DMs. I remember like driving around in my minivan and you were like, excuse all the baby noises. And I'm like, I got the same thing going on, but um, I'd love for you just to kind of give a little rundown about like who you are, your life, just um, you don't really, you know, you can talk about like the business stuff too, but also like who you are as a person and what you were doing before all of this crazy business world. Yeah. So I'm Chelsea Hall. I own Chelsea Hall Social. I'm a Pinterest strategist. I mainly work with TPT sellers. And the reason being is that I am a former elementary teacher. I taught, um, well, I've taught a variety of grades. I taught third grade, I taught fourth grade, and then I was in um, first grade for six years. And I am a mom to a beautiful baby girl. Well, not even a baby anymore. She's (laughs) She's coming up on 15 months. Um, I'm also a mom to a gigantic golden doodle. 
Um, my husband and I live in Michigan, so we've been enjoying these warm summer months. Um, before we hopped on, Aubrey and I were talking about all the vacations I've been on this summer. We love to go on vacations, explore nature, um, spend as much time as we can outdoors because once winter hits, I am indoors bundled up and you will not catch me outside. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I hope I answered your questions. You did. Yes. Um, and I've, you've been telling me too, that Michigan is like really, really pretty place to be in the summertime. It is. It's so beautiful. So we've been going up North. It's like, it's almost like a different state when you go up North. So anytime you come this way, love to explore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really wanted to bring you on because I think you have such an interesting story and I think it's going to inspire a lot of people who are thinking about getting started and you were someone who definitely took action. So back us up to, you know, you were doing the teaching for a while. Um, I'm sure, you know, even before you heard about any of this, you thought like, this is probably what I'm going to be doing forever. But why did you want to look elsewhere to, to make an income or to do something different than teaching? Yeah. So, I mean, since I was, I can't, I mean, I can't even remember, I wanted to be a teacher. That was what I was going to do. If you asked my friends, they were like, oh, you know, I'm going into communications. I'm going into HR. And they didn't really know for me, I was going to be a teacher. That's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And for the first seven years of teaching, that's what I was going to, I mean, I didn't see it any other way. I got my master's degree immediately following graduation from my undergrad. Um, And that's what it was like teaching was basically my identity. Um, However, I started feeling teacher burnout. I never thought that I would. And people would say that I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's only in, you know, schools where there there's, you know, 40 kids in a classroom. And I was very lucky to be in a district that was a very privileged district. We had everything, the resources we, we had low, low class sizes, but there was still a lot. There was a lot of paperwork. And I actually was in a community where, um, you know, the the pressures were high and the expectations for parents were daunting. And the emails that I would get um, expecting so much out of one person was just, it was wearing on me and it got to be a lot. Um, And I was the teacher that um, my principal would say, well, you're getting that kiddo because you can handle them. And so I had a lot of kiddos that were tougher and loved them and had, you know, the relationships with my students, I will always cherish. And that was by far the best part about teaching, but all of the other headache, I just was done. I was feeling done. And then once I got pregnant with our daughter, um, in September of 2019, you know, I started wondering what else was out there. Um, I also was watching my friends. Um, I'm 31. I was watching my friends really grow, um, financially, you know, they, they've got big businesses or not businesses. They've got big careers. They've got corporate jobs. My, my sister who I look up to has, is doing very well. And, and so I was just started, you know, wondering about money. And I felt like there was more that, you know, my family could do. And we, we bought a beautiful home together. And I started thinking about, you know, we bought this house, but now are we going to have the funds for vacations and the the extra things? Um, And I I don't regret buying the house that we bought, but it it did start to make you wonder once we found out we were pregnant. Um, We actually found out we were pregnant the same day we closed on our house. So it was just, you know, a lot. And then the pandemic hit 
Um, and then two months later we had our daughter and, you know, once the pandemic hit, I don't know what it was, but I was like, all right, I'm, I'm fixing my resume. I'm going to, I'm going to see what else is out there. And so I started looking at things in the education space space still like, you know, in, um, curriculum and instruction, that's what my master's is in. Um, maybe I could be an interventionist, you know, things that were just kind of removing me from the classroom and nothing, everything was just missing like the ball of what I was looking for. And so I discovered freelancing and I was like, no way, this is way too good to be true. I can be home with my daughter and make money. And the stories that I was reading was like, oh, you know, you can, you can replace, you know, X income. And I was like, okay, I, you know, as long as I can replace my teaching income, that's, that's great. Um, and then I started listening to some podcasts and then I stumbled upon your podcast and I was like, okay, this girl's a teacher. Okay. This girl's a mom. Okay. This girl did this. She did it in only this many years. Like what? Like no way. And so I, I did, I reached out to you, um, in that time where I was like trying to decide and you were so sweet and open about the fact that like, yeah, this is possible. Yes, this is a thing. And so I took a course to become a freelancer and it is by far the best decision I've ever made. That was a really, really long response. I know. So <laughs> I'm glad you touched on that. And even something that you said too, it's like, like I always say to, to people too, I, I wasn't at that place where I was like over, I mean, clearly there were things that I didn't love. Like I, I remember being in a district where like you had families who you knew, like were kind of well-known and it was like, you got to take care of these kids. You don't, we don't want these, these parents donate a lot of money or they're this in the community. And I just remember feeling like that pressure too. But for me, it wasn't at the point where I'm like, I'm over it, but I was over someone else dictating my schedule. And that's just like the rebel in me, um, where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to have to ask anybody to take time off. Like I, you know, I had my kid and he had some medical things going on and we had to take off for appointments. And I'm like, I, it, it made me mad every time I had to like go in and fill out the form, like asking if it's okay. Like, cause I, in my mind, I'm like, I have the days and this is my child. Like, yeah. you know, and then, and then you would have people who were like, Oh, well, some people take advantage of it and they might not approve it. And it just, um, and then the guilt that came with it too. So I wasn't at that place, but I know a lot, I know a lot of people are, and I know that it just, it's hard when you're a mom and you're trying to figure out how can I do both and do both well. And that feeling of, you know, obviously you want to be successful at your job. You want to be successful in life. You want to, you know, accomplish things too. But I think when you become a mom too, it's really hard to try to balance those things. Did you, did you feel that way too? Or was that when you were kind of at that tipping point already with your job? Um, it's a little bit of that. I think, you know, I, I think the pandemic threw, threw like a weird thing into it. Um, I was a first time mom and how I envisioned being a first time mom and like the support I was going to get and what, you know, it was going to look like was nothing of what it looked like. And so I feel like honestly, a blessing in disguise from the pandemic is like, it really taught me like I can handle tough crap. Like I can, I can do hard things and I can, and I know there's so many women out there that are, you know, have kids and they're doing it on their own and they're doing hard things and like, they don't have family nearby, but I did have family. And so I like envisioned a certain pregnancy and, and, you know, my postpartum and everything. And I, and it didn't go according to plan. And, and so I feel like, um, I, 
realized that, you know, starting a business while still being in the classroom was going to be hard. Um, but I knew it was going to outweigh what I was feeling like in that moment. Like I, I, I knew it was going to be worth it just by hearing stories like yours and some other, um, teachers that you had on your podcast, like if they can do it, why can't I, like, I, I can do this too. Right. Um, and, and you reached out to me and I know that we've talked about this too. It was like, every time, like you and I would like check in with each other, it's like, I'm doing this and then I'm doing this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl is like totally taking this world by storm. And I know that that is your personality. You and I have a very similar personality. It's like, when we set our eyes on something, we go after it. Um, but I know that it, like, I, and I have a lot of people too, like I do share, you know, like it happened for me quickly and I was able to gain clients. And then I also have people who are like, well, I hear all the good things. And you were saying like, I was hearing all the stories too, but is it, you know, like, I want to hear about some of the cons or like some of the hardships too. So do you have anything that like, as you were building the business, I know you were talking about like doing it while you were still in the classroom, it's kind of hard too, but anything that you really struggled with or, um, something that you didn't anticipate while you were building your business? Yeah, I think mindset was, was and is still something that I I really, really struggle with. I, you know, you mentioned it, I am just a type A perfectionist. And when I start something, I'm going head first. And so I bought a course and the course I finished, you know, some people say it takes them a month or two. And I finished it in a week, all while teaching um, during back to school time. And so, or during um, parent teacher conference time, because I just was going to make it happen, but I really struggled with mindset and I didn't realize how much self-doubt I had because I'm a very confident person, but, um, I'm very confident as a teacher because I'm, I was good at it. And it's, it's hard to put my, myself back into the shoes of when I was a a first year teacher. I wasn't good as good when I was a first year teacher. You know, I, I stumbled and I had late nights and I, you know, I, I, I had a lot of self-doubt then, but it's hard to put myself back in there in that position. So um, when I started this, I was like, what am I doing? Who do I think I am? I'm, I'm just a teacher. Um, I kept like thinking that to myself, what skills do I have? You know, who's going to hire me? Um, And as I started looking for clients, like there was a lot of no's and not that I thought like all the floodgates were open, but like, I'm a people person. I get along with people. And it was like, why don't people even want to get on a discovery call with me? Like what's wrong with me? What's this? And so I think I didn't realize how hard it was going to be at first and how tired and exhausted I was going to be juggling the two well, and I was juggling being a mom. I mean, when I started this, I had a five month old, so she still wasn't sleeping through the night. And so I was juggling being exhausted, being a mom working. I was being a virtual teacher, which was out of my element. So I was learning that at the same time, I will say to your audience, as you're doing this though, I highly recommend doing it slowly where you have your job. So you have like a little nest egg to fall back on financially, like, because it it can take a slow time. Like just because I was able to grow a business so quickly doesn't mean that that's how it's going to go for everybody. And that's okay. I have friends that are, that are still teachers that became a freelancer. So that way they could just have the vacations. So I think everybody's journey is different too. And it's kind of about like what your goals are. Um, But I set really big goals overcoming a lot of this imposter syndrome has been challenging and continues to be something that I'm working on. 
do you have anything that's really kind of helped you? I mean, like, and I, you know, that I talk about this too, like it's mindset and all the things that go on in your head. It's not a one and done thing. It's not like tomorrow you're going to wake up and say like, Oh, like I'm finally cured with it. Um, it's over. I'm done feeling this way because I, you know, three years into business and I still, you know, daily have those feelings too. So is there anything in particular that you felt like helped you through that or, um, just something that you work through? Yeah, I think starting to get testimonials from clients and starting to like get like just messages, like we message on Boxer or like Instagram and they're like, oh my God, Chelsea, thank you so much. Or just, just little tidbits of like wins where I felt good. And then seeing numbers, like being a Pinterest strategist, like I, you know, I'm always looking at analytics and just seeing those analytics grow. It's like, oh, I am making an impact on somebody's business, but more so than you know, what the clients were saying, I think, um, having a community and having relationships is key. Um, I'm a part of, uh, Aubrey's freelancer to CEO Academy and being in that community means the world and having Aubrey as a coach to keep it real and, you know, and help with, with that imposter syndrome, because it's very easy to get in your own head. Like as a teacher, if you're having a crap day and a kid's wasn't great or, you know, you're, you're not feeling good. You go talk to your friends out in the hallway. You, you know, you have your instant people. You don't have that in your online space and going and talking to one of my normal friends in quotes, um, about like how I'm feeling. They have no idea. They still are like, and what are you doing? You're making money. But, um, so having a community and relationships of, of other women and moms that just get it and have been there and can help talk through, the struggles that you're having, um, I think is really important. So having a a support system beyond, you know, you and I, we both have what sounds like the most supportive husbands, but even them, they don't get it. Like they can, they can love you and hug you and tell you everything's gonna be okay. But it's really talking to your business friends that keep you going. I totally relate to that. I say that all the time too. I'm like, make this joke with my husband. I'm like, if I woke up tomorrow, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to sell soap on the side of the road. He's, he would be like, okay, what do we need to do? Like, do we need to build a stand? Like, so he's right there with me and he gets it, but he doesn't get it in the sense of like, if I'm, you know, even sometimes I'd be like, this happened with a client and he's like, oh, well, you know, you should just write her off. And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't just write, you know, it doesn't work like that where, you know, it's, it's a little bit different in, in the online space in general, just like the conversations and the different things. But you really did have, have really great success. And you talked about some of those things that really helped you. And I know that having a community has been really great for you. Um, and one thing that I saw in you right away is you understood, which like, sometimes it's like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's like, you understood that like, okay, if I want to grow in scale, if I want to, you know, make my teaching income and more, maybe surpass that I really need to get seen as the expert in what I'm doing. And you decided, um, and I know that this wasn't initially what you were doing, but you decided on Pinterest to really focus in on, to narrow in on and have that be your service that you're offering to get really good at it. So was there a reason that you decided on Pinterest? Um, like, I know a lot of people are like, I don't know what that thing's going to be for me. So, um, what was it about Pinterest? Cause you were doing more social media in the beginning. Yeah. So I moved really fast. Like, um, the course that I took recommended, like, you know, starting as a general VA and getting your feet wet and playing with a few different, like different areas to see what best suits you. But I was like, Nope, I'm going to just dive head first into something so I can become really good at it. So I did, I dove into like Instagram and Facebook and I started doing that because I was like, 
oh, I can do that. Like that is one thing I, I could do because I do it for, you know, my own self. Um, but I hated it. Like I really did not enjoy it. Um, and that was for me. Um, the money was really good. And then talking to Pinterest people that were like sharing what they were making. I was like, oh, do I really want to shift to Pinterest? Like I was so focused on money in the beginning. Um, but then I was like, okay, if I'm going to make this a career, if this is going to be my thing, I don't want to go from being, I wasn't miserable in teaching, but I didn't want to go from being in one career that I wasn't happy to now another one. So I decided to pivot and to, to explore um, Pinterest and what it was. And as soon as I got like one client, I was like, this is great. And then I got another, and then I started investing in courses. And then I started investing in memberships. And I really wanted to be that expert and be that known person. So I really took the time to learn it and learn it well and specialize in it instead of trying to offer Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, email marketing, like all the things. And it's something that I don't know, like what it was about Pinterest, like why I like was like, oh, that's what it is. But I enjoy using Pinterest like personally. And so I was like, okay, let me at least try that. I almost went the email marketing route. But um, once I started learning like sequences and stuff, I was like, eh, that doesn't look good. And automations, I was like, oh, this tech stuff, no thanks. Um, so it was just, you got to kind of just figure out like what feels right for you. Um, I know you, you even pivoted a few times. And that's what's so cool about our businesses is like, we can pivot like things, you know, and things are going to change in the online space. Like if you were a Snapchat person, go-to person a few years ago, now Snapchat's like gone, like you would have to pivot and figure something else out. But what's cool is that you can learn any skill quickly. It's not easy and it's not overnight. It takes a lot of time, energy, and, you know, some tears in between, but, you know, just go after something that at least interests you. And then if it doesn't a few months in, then you pivot and try something else. Right. And you talk, there's two questions I want to ask you. The first one is, I know that you're someone who definitely is a firm believer in investing in your business. I, you've shared how you've invested in different things. Do you ever look back and think like, like I shouldn't have invested in some things or do you feel like that, that really kind of propelled you forward in your business? So my husband, three days after I bought my freelancing course, bought a $2,000 Mac. That was, I yelled at him. But by him doing so, it not only showed that he believed in me, but it also kind of pushed me in, in my mindset to be like, I'm doing this and, and it's worth like, this is happening. Like, this is going to be my new reality. And so I think um, by doing that, like that started like the spiral of like, this is, this is it, this is doing stuff. And so, okay. Re restate your question. Cause I feel like I stumbled over like, no, that's okay. Um, just talk, like, you can just talk about like why, why investing was good, but I love that you were saying that too. Cause I was in my head, I'm thinking like by him doing it, it almost kind of gave you that like little shove that you needed. It did, it did because it was like, okay, I, I invested in a course that was expensive for like, now looking back, I'm like, oh, I would pay thousands for that course. But it was, it was just like the starting point of like, all right, now you're all in, like you're, you have this computer, you've got this. Um, and the investing thing was scary because in the beginning, like even starting my website, it was like, 
all right, well, it's a hundred dollars to buy the host and then a hundred dollars for this. And like those few hundred dollars seemed like a lot. And then I invested in Dubsado and I was like, oh God, like $30 a month, like that, that's a lot. And then I bought a course for like 500 bucks. And then I bought a course for like a thousand dollars. And I bought like, these are not like, these all add up and everything, but like, I would invest in all of these things over again. Um, if I went back because each part, although I've taken some crappy Pinterest courses, um, I've met people in the courses where the relationships have benefited me, even though maybe the course didn't. So everything I've done so far in my business, in my belief, been for a reason. Like I was meant to do that. I was meant to do, you know, buy that something because then that helped me launch this and do that. So yeah, investing is scary, especially at the beginning, but we also have to remember online businesses are a heck of a lot cheaper than starting a restaurant. If you're starting a restaurant, you, you need $250,000 loan in order to get something up and up and running for me. Like, you know, it was maybe $1,500, which was a lot. And then, you know, the added MacBook wasn't necessary, but you know, that was another investment, but, um, you know, it, it's, very intimidating at first, but it it does help with the mindset, knowing that like you're in this, you're doing this and you're going to make this a reality. And like, like you were talking about, it's a lot cheaper to like, honestly, like to start a freelance business, it is a lot cheaper than some of the other routes that you could take to like make money from home or to start a business or even to have the job that you have now uh, to go to college. Like the return on investment is pretty good. Like, you know, it, it does seem like a lot at first. Cause you're like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this the right way. Um, and I always say there's no right or wrong way. Like if you want to do it and like, just figure it out on your own and do the research, that's fine. It's just probably going to take you a little bit more time, but you know, to think about, oh my gosh, I spent all this money on college. And I didn't even, I didn't even bat an eye. Like I was signing my life away on those loans yep. and I'm like, you know, I'll figure <laughs> it out sometime. And really like the, the cost that to, it would take to invest, to, to learn from someone else or, you know, to have the coach or whatever is so it's so it's like a fraction of that cost. And, yes. and I always think too, like, there are things that I could do today to make money. I could go up in my attic right now and sell a bunch of crap that I haven't touched in three years since we've lived here and make some money. So like there's ways to figure out a a way around it. And I know you and I are similar and it's like, if we want something, we want it yesterday. And so if someone's going to cut down that time of figuring it out and we don't have to do all those stumbles and pitfalls, it's, it kind of outweighs itself as opposed to like saying like, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to have to shell out a little bit of this money here. And a lot of times like there's payment plans and there's ways to make it work too. So yeah. Like when I was learning, I learned Dubsado, um, for anybody listening, it is a beast and it is a struggle. Um, it took me like two and a half weeks of like three hours a night trying to learn it. I would, if I could go back, this was towards the beginning of my business. I would spend like $2,000 for someone just to set that up for me because it is a headache. So it's hard when you're in the moment of new because you're like, okay, I'm only making $2,000 and I'm going to invest in a thousand dollar course. Like, wow, that's how does that weigh out? But that's where I think the, the, for me, when I decided to leave the classroom, cause I left in the middle of the year last year was when I started realizing that if I left, if I left teaching and had the hours that I would be able to like basically catapult my business. But I also was building my business for about five months before I left. So I did have like a nice little cushion to, to make it happen, you know? 
Right. And we, that was kind of like that, that pivotal moment for you. I remember us talking about it and you're like, well, I think I'm going to do it. Like, I think I'm going to make that decision. So like, just, just, um, I'd love for you to touch on that too. Like those feelings. I know that wasn't an easy choice for you. I know you felt a lot of guilt around that too. Um, but also a lot of really great things came from that and really being able to devote a little bit more of your time that was being pushed, you know, towards teaching to really growing the business. Yeah. So, um, two months after buying, uh, the original course, um, I had two clients and I was like, okay, this is good. But I was like, Oh, can I really add on a third? And in January I added on a third and I was like, okay, in order to add on a fourth, like I am juggling being a mom. Like I was watching training videos while I was working out during lunch, during right after school. Like it was, you know, I don't regret it, but like it took up a lot of my daughter's life that first, you know, few months, but, um, anyhow, so I, in January, I was like, how, like, how am I going to keep scaling and growing? And, um, then I joined the Academy and you guys were supportive and there's a bunch of teachers in it. And like, you guys were helping me talk it through. And it was like, it was kind of like a moment of, you know, you don't, if you're already deciding that teaching that you're done teaching and that you're ready to leave, like, what is stopping you? And the biggest thing was my guilt around letting my students down. And it was already, I was teaching virtually my, I mean, it was a crappy year for my kids. I felt bad for them, but like, that was the only reason it was nothing about my own benefit, but that's what teaching always is. You always are putting your students first and never yourself or your family first. And so it was really like, you were like, Chelsea, what is best for you and your family? And it wasn't staying in the classroom for three more months just to see it through. Um, It was, you know, I'm going to take off. And literally the day I put in my, like I'm whatever it's called resignation letter was the day I onboarded three more clients. So I hit six clients and I had replaced my teaching income that same day. So that was like, okay, meant to be like, again, like it was just like, Yep. And then I was able to onboard another client a month later and another client a month later. And I've, you know, surpassed my teaching income at this point. So that was a very hard decision, especially like I said, like teaching was my identity. Teaching was who I was. And so I was, I was so worried about what my colleagues and friends and everybody would think of me, but I wasn't thinking about like what I felt and what I needed. Um, So when I actually like put myself first, I was finally like able to do it. And then I was able to breathe as soon as I did it. And that's like a ripple effect too, because it, that it like, it affects, it will affect all the areas of your life. Like your relationship with your husband, your time with your daughter, like you're not going to be, you know, your mind's not going to be taking up space, thinking about that guilt and everything like that. So it really, it's, it's hard to, when there's other people involved to like make a decision and not think about them too. But in reality, like you probably weren't showing up as your best self as a teacher even. And so nobody was really, you know, getting the full Chelsea that you probably wanted, wanted to see. Right. Totally. Perfect. Well, um, as we start to wrap things up, I would love for you to share, like, what's, what's your favorite thing about what you do now? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be Pinterest related, but just what's your favorite thing about being a work from home mom and doing this full time and kind of, you know, in such a short period of time, really pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and growing not only personally, but professionally too. Yeah. So one thing I didn't share was, um, the, the reason I bought the course was it was Halloween, um, night and I, 
my daughter was five months and I looked at her and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be a part of her Halloween parties or any of those things because I'm a teacher and I have to show up for my students. And that was, that was when I, I bought the course, um, was, was like, that was like my pivotal, pivotal moment. I can't even speak right now. And so the best part about my business is that I can be a part of those things. Now I never will have to miss my daughter's like anything. Like I, I can be a part of field trips. I can be a part of like the little things. Uh, and it sounds simple and silly, but like, I didn't want to have to have my husband take her to her pediatrician appointments. Like I wanted to do that. I want to take her to her first dentist appointment, her first things. And a lot of times those doctors and dentist appointments, they're they're only during the day. And as teachers, we can't leave for an hour. Like you have to make sub plans and then you're made to feel guilty for taking care of yourself and your family. And so I think the best part about um, my business is to feel free from the guilt, to feel free from like, you know, worrying about everybody else and finally being able to like worry about me and my family and what's best for us and to be present and in the moment with my daughter and hopefully eventually more kids and, and being a part of those types of things. And I'm not going to lie, the financial freedom, like we are a lot more financially stable because I've been able to make more working less as a teacher that has now opened doors for more possibilities from my family. So that's a huge benefit as well. Yeah. When you were talking about like the Halloween parties too, I was thinking about that too. Like I always thought about like the first day, first day of school, like my son's getting ready to start pre-K and it's a little bit crazy with everything that's still going on in the world. But I like was thinking about that too. Like how, how am I ever going to have to have like a first day with him? You know, especially like, you know, I, I know that he's not, there's going to come a time where he's not going to want me to like take him into school and get that picture. I'm going to still want it, but you know, like pre-K and kindergarten, I'm like, how can, how can I show up for my students who are going to need their teacher on their first day of school, right. but also be there for my son who, you know, like I want to have those moments too. And it's hard. Like, I, I know I, I struggle with it too. Cause I'm like, my kid's going to need a teacher. Like, you know, I know that, but yeah, but it is really, it was really hard as a teacher, especially for us who like really want to be fully present moms too. And also want to have a job and want to support our family and want to do that. Like, I think about that too. Sometimes I'm like, like, what would it be like if I didn't work at all. I don't know. I think I drive myself crazy. Like, I mean, I, I love being at home. I love yeah, being with my kids, but I'm like, I need that, that creative outlet for myself to be able to like, just kind of do something that's, you know, cause being a mom is great, but it's not, it's not the only piece of us where, you know, we're motivated and driven, driven women. And I think too, even just showing that to our kids, it's going to benefit them. Yeah, for sure. Well, I so appreciate you just being so open and honest with us um, and sharing all your feelings. I know that it's been a whirlwind of a journey and I know that there's just so many more amazing things that are coming down the way for you, but could you share where we can come hang out with you, learn more about what you offer, what you're doing, what's coming next for you? Yeah. So you can find me at Chelsea Hall Social on Instagram. I'm super active on there. Um, I also have my website at chelseahealthsocial.com. I've got some blogs. And if you're interested in getting started on um, as a Pinterest manager yourself, um, feel free to connect with me in the DMs. I'd love to offer some um, advice and guidance on how you can get going with that. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for sharing today, Chelsea. Thanks, Aubrey. 
Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.